Hey y'all, my name is Giovanna, and you're listening to the Sugar Glass Podcast, the podcast where I allow myself to break free of my perfectionism. Yeah, I like that. Okay, we're going to use that. Hi, welcome to episode 15. Yesterday, I made gumbo with my partner, and um, we went to Food Lion, which we don't normally shop at Food Lion. It's like out of the way. And um, I was like, oh, I really want a baguette with this um, gumbo. So I'm looking at the, I didn't rub my sun um, screen in all the way. I got like white patches. Um, I'm looking at the bread and I'm like, that baguette don't look like a baguette. And my partner's like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, all right. So I picked up the baguette and I'm looking at it and I'm like, this don't look like a baguette. And the label says baguette. And I'm like, this ain't no baguette. So then I get it home and I cut it open. And I'm like, this, this is ciabatta. And I, I'm really irritated about that, especially because um, when I came home, I ran into my neighbor and their partner. And um, I was telling them that, you know, we're making gumbo tonight. And she was like, oh, I can't wait to smell it, which I guess when we cook, the smell goes like all over the place, which I didn't know. I never really assumed. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, well, um, it seems like it's going to be a big pot, so I can bring you some. And I like told them, like, bring some bowls up to my back door and, you know, I'll serve you, whatever. So finish cooking. They bring the bowls up and... Um, I gave them two disclaimers. Number one, I started in too small of a pot. So when I just switched pots, I lost heat at a critical stage. And I did not like the firmness of my Trinity. And they were like, mm, mm -hmm. and I was like, number two, this baguette is ciabatta. This is not a baguette. And when I had said it to my partner, we were eating dinner and he was like, okay, it's just bread. And I was like, it's not just bread. It's never just bread. And I was thinking about, like, how, um, I don't know, that just plays into, like, this idea of, like, like, it has to be perfect to be without explanation, which, like, I don't know. I feel like, like, for other people, I'm always giving a disclaimer when I'm, like, handing them the food. And I'm, like, I don't know. Like, it's, like, that thing where they say, like, oh, nobody was paying attention to that until you called attention to it. But also at the same time, I don't know. I just don't know. Like I was hoping to have something profound pop into my head in that moment, but it it's it's not coming. Number number one, that's one story about like making an explanation. Um, for Easter this year, we had my partner's grandparents and his little brother over for dinner, and what had irritated me about that? First of all. My partner is a cis man, okay? We all know how cis men be playing and stuff. They don't. So he was like, okay, um, you know, let's have my people over. And I was like, I like to have a meal plan like a week in advance. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh my God, we have, I have to, and, and we have to, oh, like I'm freaking out. And Jay was like, we don't have to do that. Like we can just get takeout from a nice place and we can have like some hors d'oeuvres, like some chip and dip something out. And I'm sure that it'll be fine. And I don't know if I've told y'all this story, but um, my partner's family thought I couldn't cook for the longest time. And this was the first time like hosting 
for a meal. Like we've had his dad has come over, his mom has come over. My people have come over and we've cooked for them, but we've never cooked for his family at our house. And we've been living together for years now. So I was like, oh God, like, oh, oh, you know, like freaking out. And um, I realized he's right. And I'm like, yeah, it's not the end of the world. Let's just do takeout. So we got takeout from this restaurant that um, we really only eat at for like birthdays. So it was like to us, very special. Um to like pull them in that way and they also said it was good but whatever so before they came i went to the store food lion again i i think food lion is just i go to food lion and i pick up um i think pico de gallo and some chips and i have this beautiful chip and dip set it's um i don't know what brand it is actually but i bought it from um a friend who's a vintage reseller her vintage shop is called holy water vintage it's on um instagram her name is cora i think she also has a depop don't quote me on that check instagram first for holy water vintage i'll put the link in the description but um i got this beautiful like like gilded chip and dip set that has the zodiac signs all over it so i i played it up in that and um his family really enjoyed the chips and salsa like so much so that i was like you know, I can put more in the bowl. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to spoil our appetites, you know, whatever. So my partner's family leaves that night and um, we're like, we did it. Like we successfully hosted and to celebrate, we're like, I was like, I didn't try any of the chips and salsa, did you? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, there's about half a tub left. Mind you, okay, so the Pico de Gallo that I bought was the one in the refrigerator section because that's the one that I always get, but I normally get it from a different grocery store. I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's let's do this. We're sitting down. We both take a, a scoop of the pico de gallo, and both of us are like, ew. It literally tasted like pickles. Like, it was so, so strange. But it was, it was not like, you know, there is, like, you know, like, different variations of pico that you can get. Um, I bought just regular, regular pico. So for this pico, to, it was just, I was so... Ugh. I was upset because I was really looking forward to it. And then my partner was like, do you realize that like, this is the standard they hold us to now? And that was the worst thing that has ever been said to me in my entire life. I was like, bro, they think we don't have any taste. And I just can't stop. I literally, that happened in Easter. And I still think about it. I still think about it. I still think about the fact that this pico that i bought that's the pico that they probably assume i always buy and that was the pico i bought that pico for the first time ever and really and truly maybe i should have tasted it beforehand but we were focused on other things getting ready for them to be here and it was it's a regret of mine okay all of that aside uh about like perfectionism and food and like wanting people to think that I have it together. I like, I really pride myself in how together I look. Like I really, I take a lot of pride in the fact that it looks like I know what I'm doing and it looks like I know where I'm going. And in some aspects, I really do know where I'm going and I really do know what I'm doing, but in other aspects, I don't. So the aspects where I feel like I do look it and it that like is my truth that I know what's going on, I 
I try to play up those aspects. And like food is one of those things that like I can play up and kind of distract people from the other messes in my life. <laughs> so I just think about how like food, well, it's really fun for me. It's also like a way that I kind of get caught up in the idea of perfectionism. And I want to talk more about this, but that's actually not why I sat down. So I don't have like a full like thought process prepared for this. The reason why I sat down is because the other day, my friend was hanging out with their grandma and they sent me a text message that I completely misunderstood. And I need to understand, I need to know if I'm alone in this. So they sent me a picture of a TV and hold on, let me open up the picture. I, I actually have no idea what this what this picture is of. It, I I honestly couldn't tell you what that picture is of. Um, I'm not even going to describe it. Um, and earlier that day we were talking about cults because we were talking about one of our favorite or past favorite uh, social media influencers who we realized like had a cult following and was like using cult language in order to kind of like. Um, encourage her followers to spend money with her and we were we've just been like unpacking that for like the last like year and a half because we're like oh snap okay which we talk about that another time not today so they text me they said full circle for the day jim jones on the tv talking about the promised land and i said dot 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 what does jimothy know and they said, I didn't realize how deep Jonestown was. Girl, he moved those people to Guyana. And I said, what? And they said, he had them people move to a whole other country when the media started coming around where he originally was in the States. And I said, what? All caps. They said, girl, like he moved all those people from the home country to a new country just to murder them. I don't know why I thought this occurred all on American soil. And I was like, I'm so confused. They said, bruh, Jim Jones took these people to Guyana. That is where the infamous Kool-Aid drinking took place. And I said, what? What are you talking about? A cult? They said, yes. Have you not heard of Jim Jones? And I said, I know who Jimothy is, but it's the rest that I'm unsure of. Then they said, okay, girl, there's this documentary on Hulu, but... I need to rewatch it in the day. I only caught a snippet of it before I helped my grandma go to bed. And I learned all of what I just told you in five minutes. Okay, mind you, this whole time, I'm thinking that they're talking about Jim Jones, the rapper. I'm so confused. I'm like, what did Jim Jones do? Like, like I thought that he was just getting his hair cornrowed and balling left and right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm confused, confused. And my friend, can you hear the dog running around? My friend texted me this at like nine something. And then at midnight, they said, the wild thing is that there is more to learn. And then in the morning I sent like a, oh no emoji. And they were like, like I learned all of that in less than five minutes, which is more than I knew in my entire bubble. I need you to wait. I need you to wait. We're talking about Jim Jones, which is more than I knew in my entire lifetime. And there's a whole documentary. And I said, I told, oh wait, hold on. This is irrelevant. This is about something that happened to me that I don't want to talk about because it's a little rude. Um, let's see. Okay, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. They text me the next day. 
Jim Jones and Carolyn started in Indiana, an Indiana church owners with socialist work. Hold on. I think I read this all wrong. Jim Jones and Carolyn started in Indiana church owners, socialists working towards social justice issues. No, that sentence is just a little confusing. They had a ranch, a senior citizen home, a group home. Girl, they would have got me too if I had met them earlier in my life. I'm sorry. Carolyn was the mistress. Disregard her involvement in establishing this. Then I sent like a confused emoji and they were like, it's awful. Please watch it. I'm watching Honk for Jesus. I told them to watch Honk for Jesus um, a couple of times and they're finally now watching it. So then they sent me a screenshot, which I honestly did not see because I kind of, I was still caught up in the fact that like Jim Jones, the rapper had a cult. Like I'm so confused. So the, if I looked at the screenshot, I would have made sense immediately. If this was not about Jim, Jim Jones, but I was just, I, I didn't, I was, I was confused. I was like, and this is Jim Jones, the rapper with the fuzzy cornrows balling. And my friend said, apparently there's a different one on Netflix, another documentary um, from 2007. And then they said, girl, what are you talking about? And I was like, what are you talking about? And they said, no, Jim Jones, the cult leader. And I was like, the whole time I thought you meant Jim Jones, the rapper. And then I sent a gift of Jim Jones, like Jim Jones. That's why I was so confused. And then my friend said, the socialist pastor from Indiana that coerced almost a thousand people to move to Guyana, South America, resulting in the death of almost a thousand people. And then I said, so not the rapper. And then they said, I didn't even know Jim Jones was a rapper. And I said, we stay fly, no lie, and you know this, that's him. And then they were like, oh, okay, I know now. So this whole time, whole time, I thought that they were talking about Jim Jones rapper. Okay. So what I want to do now is Google Jim Jones and I want to see what Google thinks. And then from there, I want to learn about this cult with you. So Jim Jonas, Jim Jones. Okay. Well, the rapper is not the first Jim Jones that pops up. So let's head to good old Wikipedia. Am I just dumb or am I just so entrenched in my own culture? that it made it almost impossible to consider that someone with a similar name could even exist. Also, let me just go ahead and say, I don't particularly care for Jim Jones, like the rapper. I like, I watched, was it Jim and Chrissy? Um, when I was very much into those kinds of reality TV shows, but honestly, None of it I remember. None of it I remember. And I do not um, keep up with his music too much. Like, I know that his social media presence is pretty funny. And um, I'll indulge in that from time to time. But other than that, I'm not a stan for Jim Jones. That's also why it was so easy for me to believe that Jim Jones may have had a cult. Okay, J James Warren Jones, May 13th. What's that, y'all? Um, May 13th, Taurus. Mm. Mm. Uh, May 13th, 1931, and then he died November 18th, 1978. Better known as Jim Jones was an American preacher who led the People's Temple between 1955 and 1978. In what he learned, in what he termed revolutionary suicide, a term he took from the novel by the same name by Huey P. Newton, Jones and the this is this is already a lot. Well, how many sentences is this? Two. Jones and the members of his inner, oops, hold on, I accidentally scrolled. Jones and the members of his inner circle planned and orchestrated a mass murder-suicide 
in his remote jungle commune at Jonestown, Guyana on November. Oh, Jim Jones. Oh. Okay. Jones. (laughs) Oh, we are learning today. Jones and the events that occurred at Jonestown have been a defining influence on the society's perception of cults. As a child, I actually don't care. Let's just get into the People's Temple. The people, ooh, the People's Temple logo is kind of cute. Should I, you know? What? Never mind. Okay, the People's Temple of the Disciples of Christ, originally known as the People's Temple Full Gospel Church and commonly shortened to the People's Temple, was an American new religious organization which existed between 1954 and 1978 and was affiliated with the Christian Church. In parentheses, Disciples of Christ, founded by Jim Jones in Indianapolis, Indiana, the People's Church spread, I'm sorry, People's Temple spread the message that combined elements of Christianity with communist and socialist ideology, with an emphasis on racial equity. After, oh, um, my friend told me, so one of my friends is indigenous, and um, we were shopping the other day in the Walmart, and I am, I think I might have told you that I have a few friends that have asked me to help them decorate their homes um like on some you know interior designer stuff actually today i'm really excited i have an appointment with one of my friends for the biggest project i've ever worked on and um i i'll tell you more about it later actually let me just focus on this but um there was a brand of kitchenware called oneida and they were telling me that oneida um if they were thinking correctly, had indigenous roots and also was like very heavy on like anti-racist justice. So I want to look into that later, but that just sparked that in my head. Um, where was I? Um, with an emphasis on racial equality. After Jones moved the group to California in the 1960s and established several locations throughout the state, including the its headquarters in San Francisco, the Temple Forge ties with many left-wing political figures and has claimed to have 20,000 members, through though 3,000 to 5,000 is more likely. The temple is best known for the suicide. Um, the incident at Jonestown resulted in the greatest single loss of American civilian life in a deliberate act prior to 9-11, Because of the killings in Guyana, the temple is regarded by scholars and by popular view as a destructive cult. Ooh, destructive cult is like, like underlined. Are there different? Okay, let's see. Okay, subcategories. Destructive cults, doomsday cults, political cults. Hold on, hold on. There's a lot under political cults. Polygamous cults, racist cults, terrorist cults and anti-cult movements okay that's interesting um the okay also the reason why all of this has come up not only um because i was telling you all about us like examining our connection to something that has culty behavior is because i found this podcast that's really fun um and really validating if you've ever experienced something um cult-ish is called sounds like a cult i can't i literally just started listening to it like three days ago could not tell you what the names of the um hosts are yet but i really like their rapport and i also really like the way that they approach the conversation one of them wrote a book um 
and is a scholar of like cults and the other one does something else. I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't built a connection with them yet so much as I've built a connection with their subject matter. Okay. How much of this, okay. How it formed the latter rain movement. What does that mean? The expansion changes. I'm reading the headings um, on the people's temple Wikipedia changes and religious communalism in California. And then a subheading moving the people's temple apostolic socialism. What's that? Apostolic A P O S T O L I C Related to the apostles. Okay. Well, I could have figured that out if I had attempted to use a brain cell. Urban expansion. Organizational structure. Okay. I'm actually very interested in the organizational structure because I love structure. Although some descriptions of the people's temple emphasize Jones' autocratic controls over his op operations. <laughs> operations. In reality, the temple possess a complex leadership structure with decision-making power unevenly dispersed among the members within the structure the temple members were unwilling unwittingly and gradually subjected to sophisticated mind control and behavior modification techniques borrowed from post-revolutionary china and north korea the temple lightly defined psychological boundaries that enemies such as traitors of the temple crossed their own peril oh my god while the secrecy and caution jones demanded in recruiting led to decreased overall membership they also helped him foster hero worship of himself as the ultimate socialist. Oh, oh, oh my God. Okay. In the 1970s, the temple established a more formal hierarchy for a socialist model. At the top were the... <coughs> Excuse me. At the top, <laughs> at the top, at the top were the temple staff, a selected group of predominantly college-educated white women mm, that undertook the temple's most sensitive missions. Oh my God! They ne they necessarily acclimated themselves to an quote ends justify the means unquote philosophy. The earliest member was Sandy Bradshaw, a socialist from Syracuse. Others included Carolyn Layton, a communist since the age of 15 who had a child with Jones. When, first of all, why are these women's names not hyperlinked in here? This is what I'm talking about, okay? They're actually, I did some work um, with this organization called Art and Feminism that aimed to close the gender gap on, Rick, on Wikipedia because most of the articles are written by men specifically white cis men um and the diversity in authors is abysmal and they are they've done a lot of work and like have nearly approached a million um wikipedia edits by people who do not necessarily identify as um the majority and one of the things that they talk about a lot is like women get erased from these narratives constantly and this is what i'm talking about because if the earliest member was sh shandy sandy bradshaw and you got where she's from how come sandy doesn't have a page i'm sure that i could google it and learn more about sandy but like it's really bothering me that there's no uh hyperlink for sandy or carolyn or sharon or patty or terry yeah those are all the women that are listed in that um paragraph how are we doing on time let's wrap this up let's finish talking about the structure and then let's let's wrap this up because 
I got places to be. I got appointments to go to. The Temple's Planning Commission was its governing board. Members, wait, wait. Yeah, okay, the Temple's Planning Commission was its governing board. Membership quickly ballooned from 50 to over 100. During the week, members convened for meetings in various Redwood Valley locations. This is after they moved to California, sometimes until dawn. The Planning Commission was responsible for the Temple's day-to-day operations, including key decision-making, financial and legal planning, and also oversight. The commission sat over various other commission committees, excuse me, such as the Diversions Committee, which carried out tasks such as writing huge numbers of letters to politicians from fictional people mailed to various locations around the U.S. I kind of fuck with that. And the Merities Committee, which undertook activities against defectors Al and Janine Mills. Okay, Al and Janine have a hyperlink. And um, on Wikipedia, if you're on your computer, uh, your desktop, you can hover over the hyperlinks and learn more. So Janine Mills, formerly Deanna Myrtle, was, oh, okay, so the Myrtle's committee, not Martiz. I can't read. Jan Mills, formerly, formerly, Jesus Christ, Deanna Myrtle, was an early defector from the People's Temple organization headed by Jim Jones. With her husband and Timothy Stowen, she co-founded the Concerned Relatives of the People's Temple Members organization in 1977 mills was murdered in 1980 along with her husband that was after everybody died everybody died in 1978 and alan janine died in 1980 oh my god okay we have one more paragraph oh okay a group of rank and file honestly a podcast where i just read wikipedia articles would you listen? I'm going to assume you're nodding your head right now because it's a really good idea. I might revisit it. A group of rank and file members. What, is, what does that mean, rank and file? I feel like I know, but I don't truly understand. Rank and file is the ordinary members of an organization as opposed to its leaders. Okay, I understand. A group of rank-and-file members whom outsiders called the troops, if, honestly, if I just kept reading the sentence, I would have gotten the context, consisted of working-class members who were 70 to 80% Black. They set up chairs for meetings, filed offering boxes, and did other tasks. Many of them were attracted to the temple's quasi-socialist approach. I love like the prefix of quasi. I think that it causes so many things to... Um, lose their validation literally in two syllables i fucking love it okay uh many of them were attracted to the temple's quasi-socialist approach because of the temple's political education offers and because the temple's highly passionate congregation still maintained the familiar forms of evangelical prayer and black gospels Uh, jones also surrounded himself with several dozen mostly white privileged members in their 20s and 30s who had skills in law accounting, nursing, teaching, music, and administration. This latter group carried out public relations, financial duties, and more mundane chores while bringing... Oh, snap! Have you... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Let me finish... Oh, let me finish this. The latter group carried out public relations, financial duties, and more mundane chores while bringing in good salaries from well-paying outside jobs. Okay, have y'all seen the other Black girl? Because the other Black girl, that is some culty stuff, bro. Like... I did not know what to expect from this show, like, at all. I thought that it was 
going to be a little bit more paranormal um, in the sense of like, I okay, I haven't seen this movie. Um, I've only seen one Jordan Peele movie because I actually don't do scary movies. They are too scary. But um, I thought it was going to be kind of like Us. And I also, I used to want to work in book publishing and magazine publishing um, really, really badly. That's actually like why I chose the major that I chose. And I, <laughs> part of the reason why I decided to take a break from my bachelor's is because the magazine that I wanted to work for really badly, um, which is Nylon, which was, um, which is under the Condé Nast umbrella, stopped doing print. Like, I think I had like a semester and a half worth of work to do and they stopped doing print. And I, like that and a bunch of other things, I've lost my mind. So um, I love shows about magazines, um, like the behind the scenes and I love movies and um, shows about like the, just publishing books and magazines, like very, very, very much so. I love Younger. Younger, so fun, so good. I love Hilary Duff. I love Sutton Foster. I have a really big crush on Sutton Foster. She's such a baddie. Um, what else is another show? There was this one, I think it was called Bold Type or something like that. I didn't really care for that one. It was like definitely aimed more at people in like my generation, my age group. But it was like that, I don't know, you know, when they write for millennials and they're like, that looks bad AF. Girl, shut up. Shut up. So it was like that. So I only could watch a couple episodes. Um, Devil Wears Prada, always banker. Okay. Um, that's also why I used to really love the Bon Appetit um, video content series because you were right there with them. You know what I mean? Uh, so when I, st I watched the other black girl, the pilot out of curiosity um because the trailer made it seem too scary it it was not scary in the way that i thought it was going to be scary it was very manageable for someone of my uh fear level why is my i didn't get that did you try again no because i'm recording okay. right now i hope they didn't mess anything up scary baby eligible for someone of my level shut up Siri. can you hear me anyway i hope i really hope that that didn't mess up my recording um but what I was saying is that the other black girl was not scary in the way that I thought it was going to be scary. It was suspenseful and it was stressful, but I really enjoyed it. The characters seemed so like real. Like I felt like I knew them. It was beautiful acting, beautiful writing, such fun cinematography. I really liked it, but it was, mm, I did not expect it to be what it was about at all. Like I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and it threw me, there was only like one moment where I was like, oh, and like, they had to hand that to me. Like, I really, I really appreciated it. I really liked it. And I highly, highly suggest watching it. Thank you so much for hanging out with me while I learned about um, Jim Jones's cult. And I learned how to tell the difference between Jim Jones and Jim Jones. And I hope you too know how to tell the difference between Jim Jones and Jim Jones. I need to get my shit together so I can get out of this house because I'm supposed to be someplace literally in two minutes. And it takes five minutes to drive there. And I don't even have on shoes. I don't even have on earrings. I have nothing. So let me get the fuck up out of the seat. Thank you so much for listening to this week. Let's roll the outro. Thanks for listening to the Sugar Glass Podcast. You can leave me a voicemail at my hotline. Or you can talk about this episode, a past episode, or you can ask for advice. 
That phone number is 910-448-6899. If you're a little shy, you can always send me an email at sugarglasspodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, review, um, what else? Subscribe to support the show. And we'll see you, see you, you'll hear from us, whatever. Bye. Thank you again. (laughs)